When top scientist Reed Richards led his team of explorers into space, they were blasted by a shower of cosmic rays. Endowed with incredible powers, their lives would change forever as they became the Fantastic Four. Hello and welcome to Big Dumb Movie, where we discuss a different Big Dumb Movie every episode. I'm your host, Corey, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Alan. Hello. And Steve. Buenos dias. Buenos dias, Steve. <laughs> uh, today we watched Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, the third Fantastic Four movie ever made. Oh, because we're recounting Corman's? It was made. It's true. All right. All right. We'll count it. Do you know about the Roger Corman film, Alan? No. Okay. So in like 1990, <laughs> uh, when Fox had the rights, was it Fox? I think it was Fox. They had the rights to the Fantastic Four film, but they needed to make a film in order to maintain the rights. So they made a movie that they never intended on being released, which actually never was released. But it exists. Someone got it and made a copy of it and like kind of distributed it among comic conventions and it got disseminated that way. It's like a really shitty... I don't want to say B movie. It's like a C movie. Yeah. This is like somebody with an 8mm camera just like Halloween costumes and shot in their backyard. It's a, In fact... Uh, the original, original filmed version of um, Little Shop of Horrors, I think, was directed by Corman. It had Jack Nicholson in it. And he, they shot the whole thing in black and white, like in his garage. And even it's better than that Fantastic Four. How did they... Did they light someone on fire for the... I don't remember that effect. Yeah. I watched a documentary about the making of that Fantastic Four film. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu, I believe, still. It's called Doomed. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I don't remember what that effect looks like. I remember that the effects weren't great. The budget basically didn't exist. So you, you got to use your imagination. <laughs> anyway, um, this is the second Tim Story Fantastic Four film. So this is a sequel to one that came out, I think, two years before or oh, one five, year before. I believe, yeah. Okay, so two years before. The Rise of the Silver Surfer came out in 2007. The other one, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, do you... Uh, have any knowledge of the first Fantastic Four movie? Nope. I remember it coming out. I remember the trailers for this one, but I never saw either of them because the Fantastic Four never interested me that much. And after seeing it now, I'm glad I never saw it before. <laughs> I'm surprised that the first one actually got a sequel. Yeah. Because it's fucking boring. Well, and even even up through the release of this one, they weren't entirely sure whether or not they were going to make more um, some of the cast and crew were signed on for up to four films, and uh, they really did debate making a third one, but uh, apparently this one didn't do well enough, and they, they didn't. It's like the only thing I know about the production of this film. Hmm. Uh, well, um, since we can't talk about your history with the film, Alan, being that you haven't seen it, I have a unique question for you. Oh, boy. Being that this is a Marvel movie, okay. I guess, technically. Yeah, sort of. It's a Fox-produced Marvel film based on Marvel characters. Who is your favorite Marvel character? Like any Marvel character? Yeah, any Marvel character. Oh, man. There's a lot. I'm trying to think. Does Ghost Rider count? Sure. Yeah, yeah Ghost Rider is cool. <laughs> Ghost Rider. Ghost choice. Rider? Ghost Rider. Like Nicolas Cage's version or just like the general comic? Just like the comic. Yeah. Yeah. Nicolas Cage had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, he did. Oh, man. Good that that could be on the list for sure. Somebody had to have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that film wasn't good. No. I, I don't know that much about Ghost Rider. He didn't ever pop up in the comics I read as a kid. Interesting. I, I didn't read any Fantastic Four books that I remember either, but they would also come up 
in like events and other stuff I'd read. Like they'd yeah. always be around doing stuff. <laughs> There'd be a lot of like X-Men where they go like hang out with the Fantastic Four and get help from Reed Richards because he's like the world's smartest man. <laughs> um, Steve, just for fun, what's your favorite Marvel character? I don't know how the hell to pick a favorite Marvel character. I mean, I can think of like a dozen off the top of my head. I, okay, we'll say this one isn't your favorite, but what's one of the ones that is your favorite? Mm, uh, Ghost Rider is a good choice. I've been thinking a lot about the Silver Samurai lately. I like him a lot. Silver I'll say, Samurai? Yeah. I'll, I'll say him right now. Old Man in a Giant Robot Suit, that one? No, 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 no. Like the comic book Silver <laughs> Samurai. Like the actual like Japanese samurai dude, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not that movie version. That movie went off the rails. It, it it had me for a while, too. Of course, we're talking about the film The Wolverine. Right. Venom's pretty cool, but I didn't see the new one with Tom Hardy. Not great. Yeah. Um, what about, remember Spider-Man 3 Venom? It seems like so long ago. Right. <laughs> well, I like the comic book or the idea of Venom, too. Yeah, he's another every, one of my favorites. Every one they do is shitty, because he's supposed to be just like an absolute savage right yeah he's he's like he's like an alien like killing machine yeah well you know he's the the two beings fused as one yeah yeah he's he's pretty interesting right steve what was your experience with the fantastic four rise of the silver surfer film did you see it in theaters a friend of mine strong-armed me into seeing the previous one in theaters and i had not enjoyed it to the point that i opted out of seeing this one in a theater I watched it several months later on like HBO for the first time and was um, reassured that my decision to not pay for a ticket was made correctly. <laughs> so you weren't swayed by the trailers like I was? No, well, I mean, look, when I first found out Silver Surfer was going to be in it, there was a moment when I was like, all right, you know, maybe they'll do this one really right and I'll like it because I like that character. It's a cool character. But I, I've never been a big Fantastic Four person in general. And then... Um, some other friends saw the movie like the week it came out and I was still debating whether or not to go see it. And I found out about Galactus and I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. What did you find out about Galactus? That he is an incorporeal like cloud entity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, apparently, uh, Tim story doesn't do giant robots and he found Galactus to be so similar to a giant robot in appearance he didn't want to do it that way so this was his this was his plug-in what do you mean he doesn't do right he like refuses he like in diva yeah yeah, he like he's like no I will not have a movie with a giant robot I just won't do it well Galactus (laughs) is certainly not a giant giant robot robot, right he's like well I'm just not doing that yeah yeah I just don't like it too much like a big robot like, like, but it's nothing like a big. He's like, I'm not doing it anyway. <laughs> right? What he decided? We're doing this cloud thing. Like, so fuck. You know what he is into? The weather. <laughs> the Silver Surfer also sucked. He didn't do anything in this movie. Yeah, not he just a kind of flew around character. and like used his powers like once. They didn't use him nearly enough. To absolutely, didn't I didn't anything. hate him, but I didn't hate him either. But like, they could have at least used more. This whole movie was this guy could think of me our big talking point. This whole movie is really about um, Sue and Reed's wedding. It and is. Everything else is just sort of like Ansel is like, oh, there's this other thing going on too. Like, so what? What is the role of the Silver Surfer and Galactus, respectively, in the comic universe, Steve? Galactus. I'm sure I don't remember everything, but he, the original version of him existed prior to the universe as we know it, like before the Big Bang. And 
during the Big Bang became kind of a corporal entity of the universe itself, expressed in physical form, and he subsists, among other things, by consuming whole planets. Um, he's a pretty intense character. Yeah, I that's think. why I always like Galactus. Like, how do you beat that? He's right? like the universe. He's like the ultimate character. And at some point, he comes across a world that he intends to consume, and a man on that planet says, if you spare, if you spare my people and the woman that he loved... I will basically be a, a harbinger for you. I will I will take up a, a board given to me by you, and I will surf the cosmos finding you other planets to consume. And the deal was made. So if the surfer shows up, I mean, this is early on, but if this if the surfer shows up, it's not really a good thing. You know, Galactus is on his way to, to eat your ass, basically. That guy's kind of a dick. Like, what a selfish guy. Like, oh, don't eat my planet. I'll lead you to other ones. Like... What That's a dick. <laughs> always been my problem is like, I, I and I like that character, but even in the comics, like he's supposed to be sympathetic in the sense that like, no, he was trying to save its planet, his planet, but it's like, but you doomed, you doomed all these other people. Yeah. I think the only real argument against it was, well, Galactus would have eaten these other planets anyway. So it's not like I really did anyone any harm. I just stopped him from eating this one. Yeah, but you're helping him. What a dick. He's going to do he's, it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> you know. Oh, okay. I mean, I think there's a little bit of incentive for the Silver Surfer because that guy got some fucking badass epic powers out of the deal. Got some fantastic powers. Yeah, he got something called the Power Cosmic, which basically means he can do anything almost. Like he can convert like matter, so he can teleport. He can like fly. He can phase through objects. He can manipulate matter and cause it to attack people. It can like absorb energy. Silver Surfer's fucking OP. One of the powers he does not have in the comic, though, is to resurrect people from the dead. And in the movie, he does. So That's why does Galactus <laughs> even need him? Can he just eat his planet and be like, I'll go... What does the Silver Surfer do? Find him planets? Galactus can't do that himself? That's one thing I never quite so understood like, why myself. Why need him? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really get it. Because obviously Galactus had been doing this since the beginning <laughs> of the time... Beginning of time without any help. Yeah. So, like, why does he really need a dude... To help him hunt down planets. I'm sure there's an answer, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. And they don't answer that here. Not even close. Mm. This stupid movie. No, they barely explain anything, anything about these characters in this film. Yeah. It's just kind of like, here's some other characters. But again, they're not the main focus of the movie. This ridiculous wedding is. That's true. Um, just to catch ourselves up, I know Alan hasn't seen it. And for anyone listening that hasn't seen it, I watched the first film recently so I could re-familiarize myself. Um, it's a pretty standard origin story. In the beginning, uh, they go to space to like study some kind of like space storm kind of thing. Reed uh, believes that the clouds he's found in space had something to do with spurring evolution on Earth. Oh, okay. I don't even remember that part. <laughs> yeah, right. And he, he thinks that one of them is getting close enough by to Earth for him to like go re- research. That's right. Yeah. So it's the it's the main four characters, the Fantastic Four. So Reed Richards, Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, and Ben Grimm. But also in the movie, um, Victor Von Doom comes with them, which is different from the comics. But they all get powers essentially from this like cosmic ray kind of thing. That's the beginning. The middle of the film, essentially nothing happens. Seriously, nothing happens in the middle. The first film has no second act. It's just... Them fucking around trying to figure out a way to cure Ben Grimm. That's it. And then in the end, Doctor Doom gets pissed at them and tries to kill them. But they, like, freeze him. Yeah. Yeah, and he kind of, at the end, it's like, oh, wait, not really, though. 
they don't really do anything heroic at all in the whole movie, so they're not quite a superhero team. So I think the expectation was in this film, it's like, okay, they stopped Doom in the first movie, now they're going to be a superhero team. They're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Super wieners. Yeah, that was dumb. The, so if, uh, Fantastic Four was created by uh, Stan Lee, and I heard a kind of an interesting story on uh, Fat Man Beyond, which is Kevin Smith's podcast, yeah. about how they were created. It was actually Stan Lee's wife who convinced Stan to write these characters. He was planning on quitting the biz, and before he did, just wanted to create like one final thing, but just basically, his wife said, just do whatever you want. Since you're going to quit anyway, just make something that you think is cool. Instead of trying to like appease, you know, your publisher or the masses or whatever. And then he made the Fantastic Four and it was like a huge hit. Hmm. Anyway. The film. Shall we talk about it? Yeah, it's gonna roll one. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> Alright, so it basically starts off with like there's some kind of UFO. I use the word UFO not as like a spaceship, but literally an unidentified flying object that's going across the planet that's kind of like creating craters and like freezing oceans and shit they show a scene where he flies over egypt and it's like snowing yeah yeah what other shit does he do he like he he doesn't freeze oceans he freezes like a lake he lands like in japan and freezes like a part of the ocean or the lake yeah yeah Yeah, so he's like flying across the earth just causing all these like unexplained bizarre like impossible weather changes yeah he has this completely unexplained effect on weather he like creates snow and frozen stuff and it's like why (laughs) <laughs> there's there's my question. Gotta ask it at least two or three times per podcast. Like, why is this happening? That's a good point. <laughs> I guess you're not supposed to think about it. Like, you just something that happens just yeah. to create tension. Like, oh, look, stuff's happening. It's another common theme of the movies we watch. You're not supposed to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> not too much. Fantastic Four. So we got our four main characters. We meet them shortly after. And what are they up to, Steve? What are they up to? They're, uh, they're... All the airports are, are shut down. What that were they in an airport? Yeah, they're like at an airport. Yeah, they're yeah. like getting on a flight. Yeah, and they don't. Oh, did they even say why? Like, where the fuck are they going? Flying yeah. somewhere. Yeah, so they're, they're stuck in an airport because all the planes are grounded, and they're talking about. It's just the initial setup for what you're gonna be hearing about the rest of the movie is Sue and Reed's wedding is pending. You know, and. Uh, we're going to make this wedding happen and don't worry about it. You shouldn't be nervous and we'll finally be married and blah, 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 blah. And that's, that's, that conversation basically just keeps happening the rest of the film. It's happening again, isn't it? Uh, yeah, sure. No, we're not postponing anything. Not this time. This is going to be the wedding you've always dreamed of. And I'm not going to let anything get in the way of that. Not even the mysterious transformation of matter at the subatomic level. That's the most romantic thing you've ever said to me. Which is really pathetic when you think about it. I know, it's fucking nonstop, and it's annoying. (laughs) All the way to the very end. What's the last fucking scene is, like, them getting married. Oh, the big payoff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, 45 seconds long. You could have called this the Fantastic Wedding featuring Silver Surfer. Like, I get it. Sue Storm really wants this wedding to happen. But anyone watching this film doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, no. I don't care. And that's the second wedding. There's two weddings, because they got married in the middle of the movie. When it got ruined, right? I guess, but they still had the first one too. I think Scott and Jean's wedding and X Men was like one issue. That was it. They were done. It's like here, there's the wedding. Also, they're supposed to be like celebrities because they have. They make it seem like everyone's watched all over the news and the newspapers. 
like the biggest event ever is their wedding. Yeah. So they're they're like celebrities. The wedding of the century. Yeah. So dumb. <laughs> so they're gonna have this wedding and the government sends General Hagar and some goons. They come to Reed Richards and they say, We need your help. There's some crazy UFO causing like catastrophic weather across the planet. You're the greatest mind in science. Help us figure this out. And he's like, well, I got this wedding thing going on. I, <laughs> can't I really can't world. cancel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been planning it for months. The world be damned. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you think, Steve? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. He's like, yeah, that's that sounds cool, but no thanks. Well, like, I'm I'm good. <laughs> Meanwhile, Doctor Doom, who was frozen in the first movie, somehow like wakes up. I guess maybe. Well, I think at the very end of the first one, there's like an electric pulse that hits that thing he's inside of, or, or, or kind of flows he's through like, it. Like a box. I don't remember the scene exactly, but I know at the end there's an implication that something's kind of unfrozen him. Oh, I don't remember that. I remember they yeah. put him in like an Indiana Jones style, style like, like warehouse thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah what is he in? <laughs> two old, two doors over from the Ark. Yeah, he's <laughs> in like a box. Yeah, they put him in some like box, and then it zooms out, and it's just like a ton of these boxes and. You know, like there's a person in top man handling it or whatever. <laughs> top man are handling. All right, so we get to have uh, the wedding of the century, right? It's happening. They're having it on top of the Baxter Building. It's the biggest event. All the media is there. It's a badass wedding, I guess. How come they and the the Avengers both get their own buildings? Hmm. This could probably share a building. Quick question. <laughs> Have they ever had uh, Tony Stark go up against uh, Reed Richards? Probably. They've definitely appeared. Yeah. Because who's supposed to be smarter? Yeah. I think Reed Richards is supposed to be like the smartest guy. Ever. Like, but I thought Tony Stark was. Or he's up, he's there, up there. But I mean, Peter's supposed to be very intelligent as well. Parker, obviously. Like, mm. But yeah. I think Reed's kind of like the the brain king of that that universe. Yeah, he's pretty much like the smartest human man, I think. Okay. I mean, there's others that are up there. They have their own council, if I remember correctly. It's like Reed Richards, Professor X. Yeah. I think Tony Stark, uh, Namor the Submariner, and some other people are. Okay. You'd think Professor X would just take their brains over and be like, do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking does do that shit a lot. Right. Yeah, he ends up being the asshole in a lot of comics. <laughs> oh, Charles. All right, so we get our painful, horrible wedding, right? But everything goes wrong. So, like, there's, like, a helicopter filming it or something, and the Silver Surfer, like, flies by, and it causes, like, mechanical issues with the helicopter, so they got to, like, use their powers to stop it from killing everyone at the wedding. And then we get a scene, which is Johnny Storm chasing down the Silver Surfer who just flew by. Who flew by? This was actually a, a teaser trailer, like part of the scene. It was cut down to like a minute, and this is what got me hyped for the movie before it came out. That chase scene is the best part of the whole movie. I mean, that's the the, the one part of the movie that really, for a moment, felt like, oh, hey, here's the comic book, like, right? You know, yeah. It's essentially them flying through the city, Silver Surfer being chased by uh, Johnny Storm. You know, the Human Torch. Human Torch eventually catches up to him, and the Silver Surfer basically just like grabs him by the throat and flies up to space and drops him. <laughs> that was the teaser trailer, and that looked pretty cool. But aside from that, like, there's not a whole lot of uh, I use the word cool, but 
they don't have a whole lot of it. And, and the interesting thing is Kevin Feige, who does the MCU films, he was an executive producer on this film. So you think it would have a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd think they would have made a little bit more of an attempt to make the comic book film feel like a comic book film and not like a drama about a wedding featuring comic book characters. But <laughs> do they ever explain why the Silver Surfer keeps flying around? Because later they say that his board is like the beacon. Yeah. But why doesn't he just like tell Galactus where to go? Like, why does he have to keep like just He's got to create some like craters in the earth to make it like, easier for yeah. him to consume or something. He like uses that as a way to destroy the planet, I think. Uh, they don't, like, I think that's the implication, that. right? I mean, he's I, doing I, this I shit for a reason. Fucking, that's what yeah, I'm asking. Like, like why? Why is he doing this? It's very vague. It's not yeah. well defined. It is very vague. <laughs> yeah, so Silver Surfer messes up their stupid wedding. And there's another issue that comes up where Reed and Sue, they're like, you know what? After we have our wedding, let's stop being the Fantastic Four. Let's just like retire. We'll have a kid. We'll name him Franklin. And I'm sure He'll be psychic. There will be no problems. <laughs> right. It's such an inconsequential thing. It's like a two-minute conversation that barely gets mentioned again the rest of the movie. And then at the end, they're like, oh, we're not going to do that. Yeah. The need to create this internal drama is... Mm. Right. Yeah. But this is where they find out um, Johnny can transfer his powers because he touched the Silver Surfer. That's right. So expand on that a bit, if you please. So the Silver Surfer, like you said, chokes him out, drops him back down to Earth, so he gets owned immediately. But how does it happen? He touches the thing, and they like switch powers, and then that's how they figure out like he's like infectious. I don't even know what to call it. But basically, he can't touch anyone on the team or they'll accidentally trade powers. Trade powers. Like, I know what movie we just watched. I know what the character's name is. But there was a second there when you were like, he touched the thing. And I'm like, what thing? (laughs) And (laughs) it was like, oh, literally the thing. Yeah. The orange fucker. (laughs) Right. Fucking movie. I was like, what thing is he talking about? And it's like, oh, the character. (laughs) Would it be Ugh. too on the nose if Dwayne The Rock Johnson played the thing? Yes. 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 <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> it's already been said. <laughs> right? Yeah, you just put this stuff in the universe. Yeah. yeah. If it happens, you'll have me to thank. Oh, I'll give lots of thank yous for that. So Dr. Doom is back. He's back, baby, somehow. He's not froze anymore. Ugh. And he confronts the Silver Surfer. He like is tracking him down because he wants to form like some bad guy super team i guess and he says to the silver surfer he's like look let's be on the same team it'll be fun silver surfer just basically knocks him on his ass you've been busy my friend your talents are impressive together we could be unstoppable anything would be ours for the taking all that you know is at an end What do you mean by that? Wait! I said wait! What? I I don't understand what he's trying to accomplish. What does he think the Silver Surfer and he are going to do together? I mean, and do you not realize that this person is the harbinger for this other thing that's coming to eat the Earth? And... Like, how are you even aware? He's apparently aware the Silver Surfer existed before this point, but no one else on Earth is. Like, how how did Doom know? How does Doom know how his board works? How does Doom know any of this? How would you expect this down to his powers? Like, yeah, 
yeah, I just it, it's weird. I don't know. Plus, worst, most pussified version of Doom ever. Yeah, yeah let's talk about that. So, I didn't like that. So, what is Doom all about in the comics? Tell us the difference here between the Doctor Doom we have in this film and the Doctor Doom we have in the comics. Doom in the comics, in a way, is almost like a really bent Doctor Strange. He's capable of of manipulating things, the world around him through magic. Um, he's been trained by all these crazy people. He he occasionally uses like components of his armor or other things to like enhance his ability. He's also just insanely strong and, and physically almost invulnerable. Uh, he's been shown in the comics to be capable of fighting hand to hand with almost any other character, barring maybe like the Hulk. Um, he's still like a person. Like, what is he? He's like a normal person, not a normal so person. He just like Steve said. So he has two main things. One is magic. Right. Like Doctor Strange, kind of. Okay. So he knows magic probably better than almost anyone, maybe aside from Doctor Strange. And he has like an Iron Man style suit. So he's basically Iron Man and Doctor Strange, but evil and with a huge ego. And he's not yeah. invincible because he's like a person. No, he's not invincible, but he's able to make himself so invulnerable to injury that he's borderline invincible. Except to really, really powerful enemies okay yeah through magic i mean he can like just like anyone in the comics he can be defeated but he's he's pretty fucking badass yeah yeah this movie he sucked i mean he's wasted thanos he's done all kinds of shit in the comics he's he's crazy who is the actor that played him i don't even know that guy his name is julian mcmahon yeah yeah he been in other stuff I'm willing to bet he's one of those TV guys that's done a lot of TV, you know? Yeah, I think that's most of the rest of his career. So how the hell did they get him? They had some pretty high-profile people, and they're like, Dr. Doom's like the main, not the main. They just completely miswrote that character. Well, he basically is the main. I mean, because the, the deal that Fox has with Marvel is so restrictive in regards to which characters they have access to. Galactus and and Doom are basically it, I think, for the for the Fantastic Four units. I'm not sure there's anyone else they can use. Well, the Silver like, Surfer, the Surfer, yeah, but he's not really a villain long term. Like he does this one fucked up thing, but then he redeems himself, and over time, he usually comes back to like help them. But he is the so why would he? Okay, but he is the villain in this movie. I mean, well, you, they make you feel sympathetic, but like he's kind of the unwilling villain. You know, like he's doing this um, thing to help. Galactus, but it was only to save his own people, and like then at the end, he decides to destroy himself and Galactus to spare the Earth from being consumed. Which I didn't get. How can he defeat Galactus? Galactus chose him. Yeah. Like, wait, how did he, he like blew himself up? That's enough. How did that beat Galactus? Right. <laughs> That's so shitty. Galactus chose him. Galactus eats worlds, and he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna rebel and kill you. Well, everybody, that's the end of the movie. See you next time. <laughs> yeah, right. They never really explained how the Silver Surfer can just make Galactus go away. Should have just done that before, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because at the end, uh, what the the credits, they show the board and they, they imply that he's still alive. So he basically killed Galactus and still lived. Yeah, survived He couldn't somehow. have done that like before, like right. Corey said. Oh, thanks, fucking Fantastic Four, for showing me. <laughs> <laughs> like... And how is how is he more powerful than Galactus? He killed him, and he's implied to be alive at the end. So right. he basically straight up killed Galactus, and he's still alive. How is he more powerful than Galactus? He shouldn't be. No. 
They screwed up all these characters. Yeah, it's bullshit. Gla- this is like hashtag not my Galactus, man. Yeah, hashtag not my Galactus, <laughs> hashtag not my Doom. Like, hashtag not my Surfer. I mean, none of them were really done right. Like, I don't mind the Silver Surfer too much. He was the least offensive, absolutely. I think he looks good. I think the actor they chose, well, two actors, are both good. So they got Doug Jones, your classic, you know, movie skinny man. <laughs> and they got Lawrence Fishburne to voice him, which... Right. Actually, it works pretty well, I think. The voicing with the... Um, it was interesting. The physical representation. I think it works well. It is known by many names. My people called it Galactus. The Devourer of Worlds. But there are some aspects that, are, that fall apart. But, but the biggest is not him. It's definitely either Galactus or Doom. <laughs> yeah. Galactus is just basically this like giant looking dude but he looks the way he looks because he's kind of like perceived by those that are viewing him so he looks like a giant humanoid guy to people on earth yeah but might look like something else to people on a different planet like more like them and he's just kind of yeah he indiscriminately will eat the planet and just kind of move on he's like a force of nature more than anything right more than like a dude with a agenda (laughs) it's true yeah it's weird that they used Lawrence Fishburne for the voice of Galactus, but then they used that... You mean the surfer? Or the surfer. But then they picked uh, that one guy to play Doom. I don't think the voice would have mattered so much on the Silver Surfer. You could have gotten anyone that sounded similar, but Doom was a main character and they chose like this not well-known guy. Why did they give Lawrence Fishburne... They put the money into Lawrence Fishburne to voice the Silver Surfer. And they skimped out on Doom. Well, they had to use the same actor from the previous one. I imagine he was contracted. Yeah. So, okay, so he was the same guy in the previous one? Yeah, same okay. actor. Played Doom. Um, okay. The actors are pretty much all the same. So you got Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. His name's Yoan Griffith. Uh, Jessica Alba as our Sue Storm, the Invisible Woman. Chris Evans as the Human Torch, Johnny Storm. And then uh, Michael Chicklets as uh, The Thing. Ugh. That's right. Yeah. I say chicklets, not chicklets, because I like to think of him as a little cheap pack of gum. Yeah. You know? I love, I that, love gum. that gum. Yeah. <laughs> chicklets. Chicklets. The little, yeah. little squares. Yeah. Delicious. Oh, man. Chicklets. <laughs> what was your guys' first experience with chicklets? Um, I don't remember where I first saw them. I was aware from them aware, aware from around L.A., but my most memorable experience with them was in Acapulco, Mexico. There was some kids in a in a square in the center of town selling them. It was, yeah. it was pretty crazy. Okay. This should hold the both of us over for quite a long time. So I don't ever want to see you again. Gracias, señor. Fuck off. Yeah. That was more of a joke question, but no, no. <laughs> I, I wanted to give you a real answer. It was an important question. <laughs> Plus, it's way more interesting movie. than this movie. We're avoiding the matter at hand. Yeah, I guess it's true. I'm prolonging this, mm-hmm. so let's get back the to wedding. the movie. All right, so we're in our, our our middle of the movie, which is they're trying to figure out what the Silver Surfer's up to. They're tracking him. At some point, they go. They anticipate where he's going to be, and they go. I guess to capture him. But along the way, like, they fuck things up. Basically, he goes, he creates his crater, and he starts, like, knocking down this giant Ferris wheel, and they spend all their time trying to prevent that from killing everyone. <laughs> it's the London Eye. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they, they track him to London. He, yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> and this is like, landmark, I guess. Right? <laughs> this is like the first time almost anything starts happening and we're like halfway through the movie. And it's even shittier because I guess it's supposed to be for that scene, but they're like dysfunctional. They don't really do anything or even fight the Silver Surfer. It's just them like fucking up and trying to save the Ferris wheel. And man, they bicker a lot on the way over there. Yeah. When he surfaces, you've got to move the fight away from the crowd. No, he's too fast to be contained. When I see Silver, I'm hitting him. Wait, you can't do that. We've got to stick to the plan and work as a team. Oh, so we're a team now. That's news to me. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Look, we were going to tell you guys. When were you going to tell us? When you moved our stuff out of the back of the building? Johnny, this really isn't a good time. Kid's got a point, Reed. You should have told us. All right, all right, that's enough. We'll talk about this later. What the hell is wrong with you people? Probably more like the argumentative four. <laughs> <laughs> the drama four. Fucking high school bullshit. Fantastic Four, the movie about the time they got married. <laughs> right. And almost decided to stop the team, but then didn't. We got to quit being the Fantastic Four. <laughs> no, let's not do that. Okay, okay. issue resolved. <laughs> I've decided this is fine. All right, so what happens next? The military enlists the help of Dr. Doom. They're like, we need this guy to help us for reasons. And the Fantastic Four is like, you know, that's not a good idea. He's a huge piece of shit. He'll probably try to kill us all. And they're like, eh, fuck it. We're doing it anyway. And then he does. And then he does. <laughs> okay, now I didn't get that. Maybe because I didn't the first one. But they fought him on the first one. Didn't the military know he's like a criminal or a bad guy? Like, why, why did they bring him in? They never explain that. They're like, oh, you could just help us. But why? The thing is, in the first movie, he's not, like, trying to take over the world. He's just trying to, like, kick the asses of the Fantastic Four and, I guess, kill them. Because okay. he hates them, specifically. Okay. But, yeah, he does commit crimes. I mean, like, he destroys a bunch of stuff. And right. So, the government knows. <laughs> attempted like murder counts, I guess, too. Criminal. Or <laughs> he's, like, a bad guy. But they need his help. And, then it, and what help? Like, what is... He doesn't even actually help them. Like, what does he actually help with? Or what does he bring to the table? He just kind of stands with them and wears black. <laughs> yeah. it's kind of menacing. Like, he's supposed to be there to help Reed come up with a way to track the surfer, but he basically does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's mostly just is like, skulking around in the background wearing his green jacket that's supposed to, like, vaguely be a reference to his <laughs> costume in the comics. Just being ominous. Like, you're, like, waiting for, like, I know he's up to something. The like, jacket's kind of cool, though. I wear the jacket. <laughs> He's just building the pressure. Like, oh, I don't feel right about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be ominous while you guys do all the work. All right. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, Is it a crime? <laughs> <laughs> so they have this plan. They're going to they're gonna catch the Silver Surfer, and they're going to knock him off his board, which is they discover his source of power. Reed does, or... Not Dr. Doom. He doesn't do anything. He I think he helps out. with that discovery. Does he? Yeah, I think that's his contribution. Okay, Yeah. fine. So they, they actually do this, right? So they set up a trap. Silver Surfer shows up. Boom, they knock him off the board. They take him into custody, right? Now, the Fantastic Four, they're like, we should talk to him and figure out what he's all about. But the, the military is like, no, let's just fucking torture him. <laughs> It'll be fun. This is what yeah, we're all about. Who was the guy who had like a... The needle and like he was shocking him. Like you said, they just straight just go right into torturing him. I don't even think they asked him any questions, no. like Darth Vader style. They're just like, oh, you're gonna <laughs> you're fucked now. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna torture you. <laughs> that's what you do when you capture an alien. Actually, I think that's protocol. Well, the guy's 
They've got this guy who shows up specifically just to torture him, but this dude is carrying syringes. The thing you're trying to interrogate or, like I guess, torture, alien. yeah, is an alien. So how the fuck do you know what the stuff the syringes is going to do? <laughs> like, he might, it, it, yeah, he might make him like, combust. He might just blow up all over you. You have no <laughs> idea. Yeah. Like The ultimate torture. <laughs> right. And he's, like, shocking him with it's the... like dip, that one dude at the end of Big Trouble in Little China just inflates until he pops. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh. It's a good effect, too. It really is. <laughs> God, Carpenter was good. So, what about Tim's story? Was he good? Not generally. <laughs> <laughs> but he did a ride-along. Oh, God. Love it. Let me apologize. <laughs> oh. I like the part after they finished torturing him that was kind of weird that they just they decide they have to talk to him or the team does so they she have a sue sneak into the room where they're just like the security guards and everyone just leaves and they're like oh we'll come back but they don't have cameras they don't have like other security you would leave that thing surrounded by protection it's like a fucking alien from another world you would have security guards like in the room with him you would have cameras you would have like sensors but she's somehow able just to sneak in because she's invisible. Mm-hmm. And even when she's talking to him, it's like, yo, no one else can see this. You don't have cameras. You don't have, like, security guards patrolling. Like, no one's like, hey, what the fuck's going on? No, they on? just have some leather straps over him. Yeah. It's oh, fine. he's fine. Let's go get yeah, lunch. This will keep him. <laughs> yeah. This intergalactic thing. Let's go get some drinks at the bar. We'll come back. <laughs> like, okay. What does he reveal to Sue during this conversation, Steve? Uh, he, he, he tells her... Basically, that he's there leading Galactus to to Earth to consume it, and that he's he. There was a moment earlier where he saved her. She asks why, and he said, "Because you remind me of someone I was in love with." He tells her his real name, and uh, I don't remember the conversation having much more than that in it. That basically, like they 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 agree that they're gonna try to stop Galactus from consuming the planet. Oh no! He yeah. tells her like his surfboard is the beacon. Yeah, yeah. He tells her that the board is is the beacon for Galactus to follow, and which is they go back to the other room where Victor is hanging around and um, uh, where the military guys have gone, and the board is now like like shimmering, like like Galactus has gotten close enough; it's reacting. And uh, Victor kills the the uh, soldiers and uh, takes the board for himself. That's right. Yeah. So Victor has the, he's the silver surfer now. Silver doom. Silver doom. <laughs> yeah. So he has the board, which I guess makes him like more powerful than before. Victor Von Surfer. <laughs> <laughs> surfer Von Doom. <laughs> and uh, the Fantastic Four go after him. Now, they didn't have this in the last movie, but in this movie, they have the Fantastic Car. Fucking fantastic. The Fantastic oh Ship. Oh my God. Built by Dodge. The Dodge. Yeah. I mean, Dodge. it is a comic book Shade thing, plug-in. the Fantastic Car, and it does kind of look like that. Yeah. Except it's not a specifically a Dodge model of vehicle in the <laughs> in the comics, I don't think. Man, there are some parts of that fran- franchise that are still just deeply rooted in the late 60s and have not changed. Yeah, that's one of them for right. sure. <laughs> that Dodge plug-in was so bad. That, like, hurt to watch. <laughs> it was the second I one, I hated that so much. What does Dodge know about fucking flying futuristic vehicles like, well, dodge, dodge is not the foremost expert in did, superhero did vehicles dodge help the smartest man in the world build this that's so fucking it's true garbage. why would reed need anything from dodge, dodge. <laughs> they can't even build vans that don't blow up yeah. <laughs> like, you can't put fantastic right. four on the front like hey guys i'm the smartest guy 
Whoever fucking existed. I I built this Dodge. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got it. I got a Dodge. No, Reed Richards would never want a Dodge. Fuck that. No. It's the most shittiest plug-in. Like, well, what car should he have? Disgusting. Steve? I would imagine Reed would just design it himself. I mean, or at the very least, you know, he'd want he'd want something like a a McLaren or a Bugatti or a Pagani or something that was engineered at the level somebody like yeah. him would expect. Like a fucking you know. Dodge. All right. It's not even a Dodge. He made it. Like, what is it? It's not a Dodge. It just has like the logos the and the logo names. On it. But it's not. <laughs> Why would he put that there? It was the shittiest closet. <laughs> right. Oh, like the laziest ass fucking writing. Like, oh, here's some money. Put Dodge on that car in the movie. And it like separates okay. into three sections and it's weaponized. Like, why would Dodge even be building that? Did <laughs> they Dodge ask for it or did Dodge just present it to him? Like, did Reed go to Dodge and like, Bill, could you build me this? Or was Dodge like, hey, here's this thing. We just like, why? Reed probably built it. Like, hey, I like Dodge. So I'm going to put the name on it. Right. I'm pretty sure the intention was is that Dodge was going to mass produce these. So and this, <laughs> this was the advertisement for that. In 2007. You could get your own fantastic car. That's the model. That's the one. All right. Yeah, Dodge was doing some weird <laughs> shit in 2007 then. Oh, my God. Fucking ridiculous. Do you think we'll be hearing from Dodge's lawyers? I certainly I hope, hope so. not. <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> if you guys are both challenging them in your own way. Right. <laughs> I dare you to give a shit uh, over this fucking made-up flying car with your name on it. You don't even make flying cars. You, you, right? you don't have any authority over that? Sue me for defaming a product that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're under this product uh, that doesn't exist. Case closed. Like, what the fuck? So we have a little bit of a chase scene. Uh, the Fantastic Car is chasing Dr. Doom on the surfboard. It's pretty brief. Basically, Doom kicks their asses and they have to crash land. As soon as they crash land, he straight up kills Sue Storm. He impales her with like a, a spear. He like just forge, forges out of matter, I guess. Wait, can we go back real quick? Because sure. you mentioned he kills Sue. He fucks up uh, General Hagar. Oh, yeah. Name? Hagar? Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. Yeah, dude, I was actually surprised. I was probably, out of the, everything, I thought that was the coolest part. Because he, like, just blasts him in, like, half. Or, like, dematerializes yeah. him. or He, like, fucks that guy up. It's <laughs> the only moment in either of these two <laughs> Fantastic Four films where he actually acted like Doom. Yeah. yeah. Like, just fucking blasts him. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Like, right. Now he's pissed. Or, this is kind of cool. And then that was pretty much it. It didn't yeah. get cool. Sorry. I know. <laughs> You want more of that? Too bad, buddy. <laughs> right? <laughs> that one part. Yeah, but then he kills uh, Sue, too. Yeah, so he takes spear. her out with, like, um, like, a spear. She's down for the count. All the Fantastic Four, they're, like, kind of, like, over her body. She's dying. And they decide the only way is to use their power transfer fucking disease thing that Johnny has. And they all give Johnny their power. So he has all four powers of the Fantastic Four. He kicks Doom's ass. <laughs> pretty lame cgi fight scene i think yeah i mean another one of doom just pussing out like it, he should have at least been able to put up more of a fight than that but they also didn't explain that power transfer thing well because when they first found out he could do that it transferred them both ways like they switched but now they're just all giving him their powers like they didn't i thought they were all gonna get all their powers and like as a team how come only johnny got their powers it didn't give them the powers or his power. Steve. Or anyone else. Please else's. explain the science. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we need to know. I, I, I guess, okay, Johnny's 
Johnny's like the catalyst here. Like normally when he touches one of them, he takes their power and exchanges his back into them. Yes. And in this instance, he touches the four of them and absorbs all. F- so Wait, shouldn't, no, shouldn't they all get he, everyone's powers? Like I thought that was they pull it all together. Why does it all funnel funnel to him? I'm not okay. You know what? I think I, basically I'd agree with you. Like I'm not sure. I I necessarily think that it would give all four of them all four powers, but I definitely don't think it should have worked the way it worked. Yeah, like, it was just for the movie. It's weird that yeah, it's weird that he should be able to touch all four of them and absorb all their four powers at once without exchanging anything back to the four of them. It's really more like what um what Rogue does. Or even for those yeah. of you who deep dive old X Men comics, anyone who remembers Bishop, Bishop could could absorb other characters' powers. I thought he could just absorb energy. No, 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 you know what? You're right. You're right. It was just energy. So Rogue's really the only one, and it's only temporary. Mm-hmm. Like unless she kills the person she's touching, yeah, which has happened. Unless there's yeah, there's always those cases where like she has the permanently absorbed powers. The right Miss Marvel, uh, Sunfire or whatever Sunspot. Uh, right. I don't remember, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it just seemed kind of a cop out. So he gets all their powers. He beats Doom. It's too easy a solution. Yeah, you're right. And it shouldn't have worked that way, regardless. It's, it's really neatly wrapped up. I mean, yeah, because they beat Doom pretty easy. They get him off the board. Silver Surfer gets his board back. He has his powers again. Apparently, he can bring people back to life. So he just brings Sue back to life. And apparently, like we said before, he can just stop Galactus. He could have done it at any time. He just, he just now, flies into him and is like, "All right, right. we're done." Wait a minute. He touched the Silver Surfer. How come he didn't absorb his powers? The Surfer seems to be, like, the one who controls that. Like, Johnny didn't get the ability to do that until the Surfer touched him. So I think it's one of those oh, things where it's, sense. like, yeah, it's yeah. like transmissible, okay. but the Surfer's not affected by it. Okay, like, then how come Doctor Doom didn't get that? Doctor Doom didn't steal Johnny's powers or anyone he fought? Yeah, it's true. The Surfer does touch him, doesn't he? Yeah. Does he? Does he? I'm trying to remember now. Is that there- was going to be the plot of part three. <laughs> also, a Sunday brunch that they just can't miss. You know? <laughs> Here we go again. I well, can't anyways. miss this brunch, Sue. <laughs> yeah, the powers... The Rotary Club lunch. <laughs> the powers thing get muddled, and then, like Corey said, the ending's kind of anticlimactic, because he just flies into Galactus and blows up. Right. I mean, I agree with what you said, Corey. It is nicely wrapped up, but I think that's true as well. It's kind of like, oh shit, we need to just make this movie end. Let's let's here's an ending. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz Galactus or Silver Surfer can do that even though Galactus gave him the powers. And Galactus is Galactus. Like how can Silver Surfer be more powerful? Yeah, I'm watching it on the TV behind us and like I hate to say it. I'm going to give it this much credit. Like the set design is actually pretty cool. Everything, everything's dressed up and organized and aesthetically mostly looks like I think it should. It's not. It's not a bad. They did, the world they built is not bad, but everything else is just broken. They also never explain how the Silver Surfer even t- like talked to Galactus. Like, oh, you, you, Galactus is going to eat your planet. You're like, hey, please, can I talk to you? Galactus doesn't even talk. He's like yeah. a cloud in this movie. Yeah. Well, you, you text him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, I'm doing my planet and we're cool. I mean, how difficult was this for previous Silver Surfers when there was no, like, unlimited texting? Like, <laughs> yeah, 2007. Those minutes. Right. <laughs> so shitty. Don't eat the planet, LOL. <laughs> right. Look, I don't get any health care, but he's paying for, like, you know, unlimited minutes. So it's fine. Like, Flip phones. Oh my God. 
Well, I mean, there's not a lot to say about this movie. It's just kind of a drag, and it... So, you guys were saying that, like, the problems with this movie are not necessarily, like, aesthetic or the casting, and I agree with that for the most part. The, the problem is that they, they don't know what to do. Like, they have these things, but they don't know how to make them interesting. Yeah, I'm not going to try to defend the casting either. As far as I'm concerned, they could have recast every single one of these parts with someone else, except maybe Surfer, and it wouldn't have made any difference to May. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, Jessica Alba's an okay actress. The rest of them are all, like, competent. Uh, Chris Evans I actually don't like very much. I think part of it is because I don't like Captain America, and his performance as Captain America annoys me, and now I don't like seeing him here, but, like... <laughs> Boo this man! Damn. Damn. Right? But, That's uh, just Steve's opinion, by the no, way. No, definitely. I'm a huge Cap fan. Yeah, no, and I have that. I'll get a lot of other people that are like, oh, I can't believe you feel that way. I love Cap, and not, not for me. But, you know, but the, yeah, I, absolutely. Though they, they also do not have anything to do. It's like people sat down in a room and said, you've got these Fantastic Four characters. What do we do? And everyone's response, I have, is like, I have no idea. This like, is the next Karate Kid of superhero movies. Right. <laughs> Where you think there's going to be karate and fighting. And there's not, or very, very little. Oh, Fantastic Four. Hey, they're going to do some superhero stuff and fight some bad guys, and they barely do. It's terrible. There's yeah, no I mean, it's really just fights. a lot of wedding drama. Yeah, drama. Which, man, drama. I'm not a fan of. I mean, I, I've experienced some wedding drama, and, it, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not fun. Generally <laughs> oh, not entertaining. Yeah. I think I mentioned the first Iron Man, which starts off, like, great, and actually things happen, and the pacing's... Like a real movie. This one just dragged the fuck out of everything. It's a bar too high, though. Like, holding this to the Iron Man standard is like holding Batman and Robin to the Nolan standard. It's just never going to meet it. Yeah. Like. But this one didn't, like, it didn't even try. Like, Jesus. At least Batman and Robin has interesting stuff that happens. Does it? Yeah. It does. <laughs> we should. I can name, like, 20 things. You want me to go? Do it. <laughs> All right. How far in? Fucking <laughs> rave gangs. That are <laughs> trying to fuck Poison Ivy you and I while there's a rubber suit Bane knocking him around. You have a different view of interesting. At, at the Turkish bath. <laughs> fucking random nightclub scene where women are being auctioned off to millionaires, presumably uh, as prostitutes. Whoa. Well, You've never been to that kind of nightclub? There's giant furry costumes dancing around. <laughs> it's, it's fucking crazy. It is definitely crazy. I'll agree with you about that. <laughs> There's things going on. That's all I'm saying. How far into this movie before they, the first like fight happens? It's fight? Probably, yeah. I don't it's think there's a so fight far. until the end. Yeah. yeah, until the fucking end. Okay. How long is this movie? Like an hour and 39 Jeez. minutes. So I think like an hour and 33 minutes. <laughs> to get first. What about the first time anything happened? It's still like half an hour. Or how far in when they have the wedding and it gets interrupted? So the Silver Surfer shows up at the wedding, which is about 20 minutes in, and Johnny Storm yeah. starts chasing him and just gets like choked out immediately. That's that felt something like longer, <laughs> right? That felt so much longer. <laughs> it might have been longer, I yeah, don't know. dude. That's what I'm saying. That's the pacing. I that was the worst problem. Just like you said, they didn't know what to do, or nothing happened. Yep, and it's not too dissimilar from the first film in that regard. <laughs> so, uh, well, it wraps up, and they do have the wedding at the end, and they decide, you know what? Let's actually be the Fantastic Four. We're not quitting the band. The band's staying together, boys. Happy Thank ending. God. But you'll never see this group together again because it's the last movie with this cast getting made. So There's also the totally inexplicable reason that they're having the wedding in like Japan. 
Yeah, and there's a bunch of like Japanese women that none of them seem to know, dressed up as geishas and wearing kimonos. There's like a and, huge crowd or guest list. Yeah. They just found some locals. Yeah, right. That's what it looks like. It's just like they found a bunch of people milling around near the venue they'd chosen. It's like, hey, do you want to dress up in traditional and garb and like attend our wedding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, all right, is the meal free? You're like, sure. And Reed Richards is pan. Open bar? Uh, yeah, Completely obviously. inexplicable why they just got married in Japan. That was right. weird. I mean, it's a nice, nice setting for a wedding, but yeah, no, no background for that. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, we're just here. Let's just get married here right now. Okay. <sighs> Do you guys have anything else you want to say before we move to everyone's favorite game? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm done. <laughs> this one's for you, Josh. All right, guys, who is the Jesus character of Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer? Let's go one at a time, starting with Alan. Silver Surfer, easy. Because uh, he sacrifices himself at the end, and uh, after the credit scene, it's implied. You see his board move, like he came back to life. So, All right, yeah. Steve, it's Sue, because she gets brought back by God. She dies and gets brought back by God. She's resurrected, and she got impaled. <laughs> I think the real answer is going to be the thing. <laughs> it could also technically be Victor, or yeah, I mean, it's going to end up being like Galactus. <laughs> like, so, Corey, which random answer is it this time? <laughs> All right, so Ben Grimm's girlfriend is a woman. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I believed you. I'm expecting you to back that up now. No, I got no case for that. Um, I, I was actually going to say what Alan said, the Silver Surfer. I was going to make it oh. so obvious that I hope, I hope no one picked it, but... <laughs> yeah. Paid off. Going for the obvious answer. <laughs> oh, God. Alan wins. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alan, on any rating scale you want, how would you rate Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer? I give it a 1 out of 10 surfers. Pretty Alan's favorite rating for any movie. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty terrible. The pacing was awful. The whole... Um, conflict was awful about the wedding. It dragged. You said 20 minutes. It might have been 30. It felt way longer. Nothing really happened. Just like the next Karate Kid, there's no fighting. There's no superhero. They barely fight Galactus. Galactus gets beat at the end by the Silver Surfer, who should, shouldn't even be possible. And it was so uninteresting and not good. And I'm with you guys. You guys liked uh, Doom more in the comics, but yeah, in the movie, he's kind of shitty. Yeah. He's like just like a normal dude. And uh, the only cool part is when he kills the the army guy or the commander. Yeah, the general, general. guy. Yeah, when he kills the general. But totally boring, one out of ten. I'm going to go next, Steve, if you don't mind. No, no, go ahead. I would like to give this film, I'd say, um, I'll go with two out of ten Doombots. <laughs> okay. Um it's like Alan said, pretty much everything you nailed it. It's it's just boring, and you you want like a certain amount of fights in a superhero movie. You want the superheroes to like showcase their powers by fighting, and there should also be at least some superhero heroing in there. You know, there's not a lot of either, and again, it's just like a not interesting story. They have these rich characters that they like have downplayed for the movie, so they're not as rich, and they're just kind of fucking boring and shitty i don't really like this what do you think steve uh i'm gonna give it 
three out of ten intergalactic planet consuming storm clouds. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we got one, two, and three. Uh, like, you know, my scale is per usual. One is unwatchable. Ten is amazing. Five is average. I'm going to call this below average by two notches. I think some of the set design and the aesthetics were, were where they needed to be. But I can't think of really much of anything else aside the fact that the Silver Surfer effect was, was okay-ish. That I'd, I'd really say was good about this movie. Doom is an impotent, ridiculous version of himself. The wig Jessica Alba is in with the whole film is disturbingly distracting and stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm not at, right. I'm not attached to any of these people as the characters they're playing. You get the feeling, as you noted with the script, that they just didn't know what to do with any of the characters. There's not nearly enough action. It didn't feel like a comic book movie. Galactus is a cloud. Like, I mean, I could rant on, but the point is, it's definitely like, it's not unwatchably bad, but this is a below average production. So three out of 10 for me. Yeah. They missed every mark of like a superhero movie. Right. This was like, it's almost like it was a time before superhero movies. This was like (laughs) anything before 2008, pretty much like. Oh, what a coincidence. This was 2007. Yeah. Right right before they got good. Before they got good. Exactly. Well, you know, when in the era where uh, Schumacher, not Schumacher, Schumacher's Batman's the bad ones, where um, uh, Burton's Batman's were the only real good comic book films. Well, I've gotten to a huge argument with people saying that, too, because a lot of people have to really love the old Superman films, and I just can't get into them. Well, wait a minute. Richard Donner films? Yeah. I mean... When they say films, I'm assuming they stop at two. An <laughs> argument can be made for one and two. Yeah. Can be. Maybe, yeah. But nothing can be made for three and four. I'm sorry, those films are bad. They are terrible. Three and four are no good. Batman Begins came out in 05. Yeah, I guess you're and right. I would say that's probably where it started. That yeah, was that was a good one, too. Yeah. That was 05. I mean, I guess there were some, but... This is really before the MCU, and a lot changed after the MCU. Well, Batman's the only one that ever really consistently bears fruit, you know? I mean, the other films... Or either, it bears laughs. Right? Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> that's what makes it really interesting, is they've touched both ends of the quality spectrum <laughs> with that character. But a lot of the other ones, they never get quite as good. Well, I guess now Spider-Man. that's a little different, because so many of the MCU films recently, had the last 10 years, really have been been good. But prior to that... Batman was really the only one that ever really got that good, I think. Hey, did you see Far From Home? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Was it good? I liked it. I liked it as much as I liked Homecoming, I'd say, which is not a film that I'm deeply in love with, but I find pretty serviceable and, you know, of good quality. I think the Mysterio uh, effect came yeah, off pretty Jake well. Yeah, Gyllenhaal. Oh, you saw it? No, but I've mean, seen clips of pieces of the, the VFX work, so... Was Jake Gyllenhaal cool? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah he, he's... Uh, one of my favorite actors. I think he's great. Yeah, and also, it's just interesting to see him in a Spider-Man movie, since he was going to be in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, there's a clip floating around. Well, apparently, he was considered for Peter before they made the first one. And uh, there's a clip floating around of him talking about, you know, I regret not getting it, but Toby is Spider-Man. That's just the way it is. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> Your name is Toby. <laughs> uh. All right, so... We're not going to draw out of the hat this time. Uh, we decided that it would be fun to re- review and watch the film Johnny Mnemonic, which is an old Keanu Reeves movie before he was a good actor. I've well, never seen that movie. It's just debatable if he's a good actor, but, you know, he's he's a cool guy. <laughs> you can't say that, dude. The internet loves him. You can only say positive things. <laughs> That's true. 
don't crucify me. Yeah. Just sometimes, you know, he's a little. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it. He's a little. Whoa. Anyway, no, yeah. so yeah, next time we're going to review Johnny Mnemonic. Feel free to write us. You can email us at bigdumbmovie at gmail.com. Leave a comment on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe, as uh, PewDiePie would say, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comment down below. Tell us your favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to hear what people that listen to us would like to hear us review. That would be interesting and probably something we'll do. So just send us a message or an email. What would you like to hear us talk about? Anyway, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Johnny Mnemonic. See ya. Later.